to the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow podcast. I'm Sandra M., coming to you from Santa Fe, New Mexico, the land of enchantment. I interview people from all parts of the world about what happiness means to them. What are they in love with? In each episode, we'll give you a key to happiness to include in your life, and of course, we'll play a happy tune from my live Celebrate Happiness Roadshow. A smile doesn't cost you anything. Today we're talking with Dr. Dylan Suttle, who lives in Greensboro, North Carolina, and who is an interventional radiologist. Welcome, Dylan. I'm excited to talk with you about happiness. Hi, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about it, too. Yes, yes, and it's going to be fun because I guess we have to start off with the idea of what is an interventional radiologist so that people know? Sure. One of my mentors told me that, you know, he's somewhere in his early to mid-60s and said his parents still have no clue what he does for a living. So I think (laughs) interventional radiology is one of those careers in medicine that, at least now, a lot of folks don't know exactly what it is. But essentially, I do procedures like a surgeon but I don't use a scalpel Mm -hmm. to cut you open. Mm -hmm. I use imaging tools to see inside your body and help fix Mm -hmm. things that ail you by accessing through very small needles or little things called catheters that go inside arteries or veins to get pretty much anywhere inside the body to fix a number of things from helping to cure cancer to opening up arteries or taking clots out of veins. All sorts of things like that. Wow, that's amazing. And it's fantastic that there's no surgical intervention, like no openings, uh, you know, cutting and that sort of thing. How fantastic. I I imagine that makes all your patients a lot happier. (laughs) Speaking of happiness, yes. A lot of them have a much shorter recovery than the surgical Mm -hmm. alternatives. And they spend a lot less time in the hospital, which tends to make people happier as well. We don't have many patients who are happy to be there. Right, right. Let me say that being in the hospital, it's not that much fun, even though they have TVs in the room and this and that. (laughs) Don't they wake you up at all kinds of hours in the night and all that kind of stuff, checking your this and checking your that? And at least that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, the the name hospital is a little bit paradoxical, right? It's not very hospitable yeah. to be there, but <laughs> oftentimes, oftentimes it is necessary, right? Yes, yes. Well, so thank you for explaining that to us so that we have an idea and how wonderful that this can be done uh, so much more. Well, I don't know. I was going to say easier, but maybe it isn't easier but it's just less invasive. Would you say it is less invasive? 
Certainly. We call it minimally invasive. So we do whatever we can to minimize that collateral damage that impacts a patient's body when mm-hmm. they need whatever intervention we are providing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to the subject at hand. And yeah. I always like to start out with this question. What is happiness to you? Uh, what makes you happy? Yeah, the, the concept of happiness, I think we all know it inherently, right? Even little kids to to anyone, they know if they're happy or not. But part of me as a physician, we, we have to put definitions on things as far as what exactly defines mm-hmm. that when they relate to our bodies, which certainly happiness does because it's us that's feeling happy or not. And I think that happiness is simply a reflection of one's true self. Wow. Which is a broad and not, you know, a specific, but I think when you get down to it, we all have core values that we are, you know, just kind of wired to experience. So Mm -hmm. someone, just to give you an example, Earlier today, I saw my dog, who makes me mm. very happy, mm-hmm. running what through What kind our, of a dog is our, that? I, could you tell our listeners what kind of dog? He's a miniature schnauzer. His oh. name is Truman. Mm-hmm. So he's full of energy, and he loves life. And I was out in our field um, where we have a lot of wildflowers growing, and the way the, the sun was shining, he was running right next to them. And he just had this big, it looked like he was smiling, running next to the flowers. And I couldn't help but smile myself. And I thought, man, this makes me happy just seeing this. So what what is that? And I think it really is there's something inside of me that appreciates the beauty of those flowers and another creature just experiencing life, being free and running and and, and being himself. And I think that when we tap into whatever is inside of us on a very deep level, right there next to our core ego, yeah. that reflect, reflecting those things is and appreciating that really is what happiness is. Wow. I never thought about it that way. Um, so reflecting, let me get this straight, reflecting oneself being free in the moment and just being able to be yourself without having to be concerned about what other people think or maybe what your own judgments are about the moment. Yes. And I think it really is, it boils down to our true self. So something else to answer your question that makes Mm -hmm. me happy is I'm a father to a three-year-old daughter. And she is just a bundle of joy and excitement and has a lot of energy. And she's just a, she's a beautiful child, both inside and out. And she makes me happy just being around her, seeing her do things. And I think Mm -hmm. that if you met her, she would make you happy too, because she's that to most folks. And what is it about her and what is it that she's doing that makes us happy? And I think a lot of that with any children we interact with, especially when they are happy, it's simply us 
bringing out that inner child that is in all of us that comes out at certain times, but our modern world and all of our demands and responsibilities suffocates as we get older and older. But as a father, Mm. see that firsthand and it comes back out. So I think that we all have an inner child inside of us and being around other children is a reflection of that. And it brings us joy. Join Sandra M. for her live performance of the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow, a toast to love and happiness in life, an uninhibited musical adventure guaranteed to awaken your happiness vibe. Celebrate with upbeat rhythms, love songs, and fun stories, some told by you in the audience. Sandra's musical guest and accompanist, Todd Lowry, sings his hopeful and happy originals. To book Sandra M. and the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow, email Sandra at SandraMcKnight.com. Celebrate happiness with Sandra M. Let's look at that inner child business because that, you know we always hear. I mean, even in some commercials, I've seen that that concept of the inner child. But what does that really mean? And so I'm thinking to myself, here's another question I have. Do you think most of us are born happy, open, alive, full of joy, ready to experience everything that's there? I know some children are not born. I mean, there are children born with diseases and other issues. But most of us, what do you think, especially as a doctor? Let's hear what you think about that. I think that all of us are born happy, 100%. Now, how literal do you wow. want to take that? I'll, I'll tell you a story about my daughter, which is that I had yeah. the opportunity to, and I have to be very careful about this because my wife delivered our baby. It wasn't me. I didn't do anything. She did all of it. But <laughs> I, was, I was the first hand that my daughter touched. I picked her up while she was still attached to the cord and held her. And she was in my arms when she took her first breath. Now, what did she do after she inhaled? She cried and cried. And that was what she's supposed to do. So I don't think she was necessarily experiencing happiness at that point. But I believe that we're designed with an inner self and a consciousness. And that becomes Mm -hmm. more and more something that we're able to realize. Now, my daughter being three now, she knows who she is. And Mm -hmm. she, I think that as we develop that consciousness, our baseline and our default mode is happiness. And with children, you know, you mentioned the, like the inner child and the life of the child. I think a lot of that is just the innocence. Yes. Children are so innocent and none of us are that are able to download a podcast and listen to it. We all have our flaws, <laughs> but children don't, and they yeah. haven't had that opportunity. So at one time in our lives, we were that way. And I think something mm-hmm. deep down inside of us is still there. I think there's a happy, innocent soul in each of us, and seeing children is a reflection of that and brings that out. 
and that's what makes them mm-hmm. happy. That's a wonderful idea. And the default mode, that, isn't that interesting the way you said that? The default mode is happiness. Right. And so, do you? and you said you think we all have a default mode of happiness, but we know that there's a lot of people in the world who are not very happy and I've heard other people tell me that, of course, we have to have our basics in order to be happy. In yeah. other words, we have to have enough food, we have to have shelter, you know, we have to feel safe, like we're not going to be harmed at every moment of the time, and then mm-hmm. we can get to happiness. Do you think that's the way it goes? And that you have to have your think, your basics intact first, or not? I think so. And those are those are called basics for a reason. I think that in America, we inflate those mm-hmm. basics to beyond the basics, and we perceive mm-hmm. needs that are really wants. And I think that that mm-hmm. is where a lot of unhappiness begins: is looking beyond those basic things that we do need to exist mm-hmm. and sustain as humans. But look at all the other animals on the planet. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing pretty well, most of them, without, you know, seeming to worry too much about the next day and their mortgage and having a nicer car <laughs> than their neighbor and all those things that ultimately, in mm-hmm. in a search for for meeting a need, make us unhappy mm-hmm. and take us away from our true self. I've just got this image of a dolphin bouncing around in the water and thinking, oh, I wonder if I paid my mortgage. <laughs> I just got this wonderful image, you know, or maybe a big whale, an orca whale or something like that. Yes, right, because sure. they just live in the ocean. Mm-hmm. They don't have to pay mortgage to the ocean. Okay, well, this is fantastic what you're telling me, and it brings me to another question. What do you think makes most people happy? in your opinion? I mean, just generally, people are happy because? Generally, people are happy because they are having those basic needs met. And yes, that can be a variety of things. So let's think about, I kind of think about this in several different arenas. One okay. is bodily happiness. Like, why are you, why do you feel good? And I think a lot of that is those basic needs are met. Yes, you are fed, but not just fed some sort of processed junk food, but you are consuming what you were designed to eat and consume and use as fuel to keep your body running. We've all experienced Uh that where we eat healthily and we feel good. And I think that's a type of bodily happiness. Then I believe that there's happiness that, that, also reaches back to something inside of you, such as being from North Carolina, sports are really big here, especially college sports. We have some of the most fierce Mm -hmm. rivalries in all of sports. It's something that I grew up around and I love. And I think Mm -hmm. you go to a game or watch folks enjoying some sort of sporting event, and as long as their team's winning, they're ecstatic. Some of those people have never have never expressed that amount of joy about anything else in their life. And they're at a sporting Mm -hmm. event watching other people do something, which is kind of silly in a way, but I think that we all have some sort of 
physical competitor inside of us, some more than others. And those who enjoy sports are reflecting what's in them that maybe they don't actually have the capability to go out and, you know, run 50 yards and catch a football and outrun everyone else on the field. But, you know, we're physical creatures. We're designed to move and we're designed to compete in some way, not in like a cutthroat way, but we all have to meet those basic needs. So, you know, our ancestors were competing to get the buffalo or, you know, to secure the water, things like that on a very uh, basic level. But I think we see that, and that's why people like sports, right? Because they get to see physical competition, and they're part of that Mm -hmm. team. That's why everyone wears the gear, because it's something inside of them that they feel like it represents. So I think that all this comes back to reflecting something that's inside of you. And another thing along that vein is, like in in entertainment, why why is it that people go to a concert and stand there drop-jawed and cheering at someone else making music? It's because mm-hmm. it's beautiful, right? And I think that we all have that beauty inside of us, and we all appreciate how hard it is to do something like sing to the point that people get chill bumps on their arms or, mm-hmm. you know, just rip out an awesome guitar riff or drum solo or anything right. like that or back to children, hearing like a children's choir sing. It's beautiful. And I think that we all have that inside of us, and it just brings that back out. We invite you and yours this October 2023 for an intimate 14-day happiness journey to Bhutan, the lost kingdom of happiness. Experience the magnificent beauty, magic, and mystery of this ancient culture that calculates the gross national happiness of its people. Happiness, Bhutan style, is an adventure of a lifetime. For our itinerary, Go to BhutanLostKingdomTours.com and click on Special Packages. Celebrate happiness with Sandra M. Yes, absolutely. And I'm really thinking this whole concept, isn't it fun to win? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're competing with somebody else. You're just... Winning, in other words, if I, so I spend a fair amount of time in Bhutan, and in Bhutan, their sport is archery. And, Mm. you know, they do compete one team against the other team, but they get so excited when they hit the target, you know, (laughs) because they're very far away. I mean, I I don't know how many, but they're very, very far away from the um, the target, right? Uh, which is like, yes. and I'm trying to think of what it, you know, it's basically straw with a uh, with the target, the bullseye, and so forth put on it, and it's on a, like a tripod, and they're way far away, and that they, you know they have to be strong enough and all this sort of thing to send that arrow all the way through the air and hit the target, and it's not an easy thing to do. In fact, it's quite difficult. But when imagine. they hit it. Oh, I mean, it's just like, I did it. You know, it's the same sort of innocence. You know, I hit that thing, you know, and everybody's jumping up and down and carrying on, you know. 
So it's not so much really which archery team wins, you know, and of course it's not in any way physically dangerous for, for people. They're not hitting each other. They don't have to wear a lot of headgear or any of that other stuff. I mean, they just have to be able to pull that bow back, right? That arrow back sure. in the bow. Mm-hmm. But it's that just joy of accomplishing something, getting it done, and feeling good about it. At least that's how I see it from uh, when I'm in Bhutan. And then, you know, you mentioned something that I really got excited about. You said, oh, I'm in love with sports. I love it. So <laughs> I'm, that's one of my questions. What are you in love with? Is it just sports? What else are you in love with? Because, listen, I really feel that when you're in love with something, the whole world changes. I mean, it is... Just remember when you fell in love, it's like, oh, my gosh, everything is just wonderful, right? You you have a positive image about absolutely everything. You're enjoying life, et cetera, et cetera. And it doesn't have to be with a person. You know, you can be in love, like you just mentioned, with Truman, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> and your daughter, whose name is what? Her name is Stella. What you, Okay, Stella, so, and then your wife, and then how about some of your patients? I mean, when you start to think about it, we're in love with a lot of things, but we don't say that. So here's my question. What are you in love with? You mentioned a few of them. Caitlin, my wife. Okay. We've been married Mm -hmm. for over seven years now. And Mm -hmm. one thing that I love about Caitlin and that drew us together initially is her adventurous spirit. We have shared many adventures hiking and being out in nature. And I would say that's one of our most favorite things to do as a couple. So those are, Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm certainly in love with. And then Stella came along and she has stolen both of our hearts. Um, (laughs) it's It's hard to say that there's anything that I, could possibly love more than that. It's an mm-hmm. it's an amazing experience, and I'm still relatively new at being a father, but I love that too. And just whether I like it or not, I am one of the two most influential people in another human being's life. So it's a mm. something that I a challenge that I love and enjoy taking on, um, just to to give her the support and encouragement that she needs to grow up. And then Truman, yes, we mentioned him, but I can't forget his little brother, who's actually a little bit older, even though he's smaller. His name is Theo. So two little miniature schnauzers in the house. And our home is also something that I really love. We are extremely blessed to live on a little over 11 acres, and we're Mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of nature. So one of our passions is making our property a place that all of our natural friends who live around us um, enjoy being and visiting us. So two days ago, we had about six turkeys that were hanging out out (gasps) in the field all day. Mm -hmm. Saw a coyote the Mm -hmm. night before. Had a a fox visit one of our trail cameras. And we have the most beautiful patches of wildflowers out in an old horse pasture at this point. So it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and we love just pouring our effort and time into making it just a beautiful place to be. So that's my home and personal life. And yes, you mentioned patience. 
You know, I have yes. vocation, vocational love for what I do, which is how we kind of opened up this conversation with interventional radiology. It's something mm-hmm. that I found mm-hmm. in medicine to just absolutely love. I get to solve problems with a set of tools to really help people. And right. our my field is one of those that a lot of times it's instant gratification. This isn't mm-hmm. me managing someone's medication and 20 years later their blood pressure is a little bit lower and we give each other high fives. This is someone's mm-hmm. on the brink of death and, you know, get in the zone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. use my skills and my team and we go in and do something and we watch their vital signs change right in front of us. Wow. And sometimes the patient on the table says, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better already. And that's one of the most <laughs> gratifying instances. I wish I could say they all end up like that, but um, that's kind of what keeps us going or those those type moments that are you know you're totally precious precious. immersed in what what you're doing and then you get to supremely affect someone's life and their outcome and then call their family and tell them that you were able to do it that's a very rewarding um, experience for sure that I'm very fortunate to to be a part of and affecting those people's lives so you're giving so much love to these people through your skills. I mean, you're giving them life. You're right, like, on the edge of life and death in many situations, I can understand, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is like the ultimate gift, which is really what you do. People say that having love in your heart and giving to other people it actually extends your life. It extends your telomeres, as they put it, right? These little parts <laughs> of your cells that shrink as you get older and all that sort of thing. And it just mm-hmm. seems to me to give someone life back like that and have them just be on the table and say, I feel better already. Oh, so moving and such a wonderful way to end our conversation. I think we've talked about so many wonderful ideas about happiness. I'm very excited to have had you on. And um, are there any final words you want to say about joy or happiness or the human spirit? Ooh, put me on the spot a little bit there. Um, you know, I think that... No, no, you don't have... The, <laughs> I think that the most important thing is to not lose touch with who you really are and who your true mm-hmm. self is. And that's hard. I think most of yeah. the problems in our country, in our world, on our planet is that we're often seeking happiness without really knowing who we are or where to find it or what it really is. But I think if you look back into, you know, who am I really and what makes up my core and you look for things that um, reflect that, then I think you're going to be happy. Keys to happiness number six, give lots of compliments. Practice acts of kindness. Giving a sincere and respectful compliment is a quick way to brighten someone's day and to boost your own happiness. Catch the person's eye and say it with a smile so that they know you mean it. 
you might be surprised by how good it makes you feel. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Dylan, for being with us today. And I'd just like to close by thanking all of our listeners for tuning in to celebrate happiness with us. And again, before we go, I'd like to thank today's guest, Dr. Dylan Suttle, for sharing his happiness story. And if you'd like to share your happiness story on the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow podcast, send me an email, sandra at sandramcknight.com. Thank you so much, Dylan. Thank you, Sandra. It's been such an honor to be here with you today. Oh.